We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Jack Trammers. Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague. It is Friday the 13th, 6 o'clock. The Portland Trailblazers have played two preseason games. Well, one against the uh, an actual NBA opponents. Like, rate, view, subscribe. Help us grow the show. You know what to do. Remember, Jack Ramsey's Blue Wire podcast brought to you by Move Insoles. <laughs> Bing! <laughs> I don't know, brother. I'm good. How do you not start today's show with some kind of like dark, maniacal Halloween laugh? <laughs> uh, because that just leads into my serial killer persona a little too much. Oh, you're afraid of your persona being known as some kind of psycho, huh? I mean, it's kind of known. Have you listened to our radio show? I do, actually. <laughs> and I do a podcast with you, so I don't know why you don't just lean into it at this point. Just be like, yo, I'm the guy in the screen mask. Yeah, it's, it is. I like, I, see, that's the thing is like, I don't. Now that I think about this, I don't think I'd have. A, I don't think I'd be the mask guy. I'd want to see the whites of their eyes. That's not terrifying at all. <laughs> You're just a maskless villain. You're just like, hi, mm-hmm. I'm Danny. Here mm-hmm. to get ya. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, um, basketball's back. Like yeah. back, back. Um, yes, as we're recording this right now, Victor Weminyama is uh, playing. What's left of the Miami Heat. Nine players didn't make the trip to San Antonio. Yeah. Which TNT's probably like, I thought we weren't doing the load management shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love, by the way, Silver saying load management, not a problem, not a big deal. And then the NBA randomly going, we did a study. Actually turns out load management doesn't help. These guys must play. It's weird. It almost lines up with the, uh, the broadcast rights deal that's coming up. What? No way. Why else would they say that? I can't believe that. Oh, so we've got that to talk about. Not only the league-wide broadcast stuff, but the broadcast issues that the Portland Trailblazers are currently running into. Um, people are very mad at me about it um, online. People are mad at you about it? Did you make the decision? Yo, no, people are mad at me. It says somehow um, I'm, I'm devaluing their, their, their feelings, their thoughts, their criticisms about everything allowed it, about it. And look, I... Do you feel like you are? No. No, I don't. Like I did I, see one tweet where I, I kind of read it in my head, and I thought I was going to respond, but 
just hold it for the podcast because I figured we'd talk about it. Yeah, let's 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 dive into it now because it's topical, and then we'll get into the basketball stuff um, uh, that there's a lot of, um, which is kind of funny considering it's been like a game. <laughs> so well, it's a weird thing because I don't know how much New New Zealand breakers you're going to give me because I didn't click the stream. I'm a 36 year old man terrified of clicking streams. Look, man, because I don't want the government knocking on my door. And yep. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I was in the building for for the breakers, so we can talk about a little bit of what came out of that. Um, we'll mostly we'll mostly highlight what what went on last night on the floor, uh, because the sliding scale of relativity is is uh, more accurate against another NBA team. Um, Comcast slash Xfinity. Um, well, they were dicks about it, and they dropped a rate hike purposefully leading into the Portland Trailblazers and Kraken seasons uh, on route customers. Yeah. Uh, one that has upwards of $36 a month charges. So essentially just under $500 a year. Um, if you need to upgrade um, to be blunt, it was a dick move and it was purposeful and they did it at the time that they knew it was going to hurt the most. Mm-hmm. Um talking to the Blazers organization, they were genuinely surprised by it. Um, They are not a Comcast partner. They are a root partner. So those discussions are not something that's heading their way. Um, And I'm not going to speak for the organization. I would just say very um, simply, uh, they are not thrilled about what's happening. Um, they are not thrilled about the current landscape of the RSN world. Nobody is. Did you see the Bally Sports tweet today, Brandon? Actually, I didn't. That's all, folks. They just tweeted we're done. Yeah. Thanks for being a Bally Sports fan. We're done. We're out of the sports uh, business. Like, I knew they were going bankrupt and all that, and they couldn't pay their bill, but, like, I didn't see that tweet. Yeah. Jeez. They, they sent out, like, a 12-word tweet of, like, Thanks for supporting us and all our teams. Bye. It's like, yes, you didn't support us enough. You bastards. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Um, here are the facts as they are right now. Comcast last Xfinity ro- raised their rates to root sports customers. Um, that is not a blazers decision. That is a Comcast Xfinity decision. Um, it does impact a, not insignificant amount of customers based on my rough math uh, from what's available and with discussion uh, between industry experts uh, and other basketball or uh, basketball business folks uh, kind of where subscription stuff says stands not only in this market, but around the country, I think you can probably expect that that impacts about 20 to 22% of the, of the Blazers uh, fan mark market, mm-hmm. that level of penetration. So you're talking, you know, about a fifth of the market. That's not a small, a small amount. Um, where things currently stand with this stuff, you're probably thinking, you're probably looking at roughly 60, 60 to 62, 63%. Because it, it's hard to get through this because of all the different things. Like who's a Comcast subscriber? Who's a Comcast sports subscriber? Or excuse me, who's a uh, uh, Comcast subscriber that has the root sports package like it's just there's layers so to get the reports for this stuff it's like 500 bucks a report so wow. I, I reach out to people who have the information and then i ask yeah. them to filter it for me so <laughs> um 
essentially the linear customer base is um i would say around 60 to 65 percent so by, by linear i mean cable or satellite the rest is some version of streaming okay mm-hmm. the position that they are in right now is they have two more years left in their deal with root and again as i am not speaking for the blazers i am just going off of industry experts and and what I expect to have happen. In two years, you will see a Suns Jazz-esque version for the Portland Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. Whether that is with Coin CW, KGW, and KGW Plus, Fox and Fox 12 Plus, that there will be something there. Mm-hmm. The NBA is going to have some sort of streaming package that is direct to consumer. Yeah. All of that stuff is is happening. It's just two years away. What I want to tell people, and I'm, I'm going to write about this. Maybe I won't write about this. Maybe I'll just use this as the platform to talk about it. As much as you all are frustrated with Root and the product, the Blazers took the best package that was on the table in 2021. That's the, that's the God's honest truth. I know the package that was put on, the, the other deal that was put on the table by NBC, and it sucked. Mm-hmm. You would not have access to YouTube going forward from 2021. That standalone was not there. So everybody's like, we could have just stayed with NBC and kept YouTube. No, you couldn't have. They were going to put it on Peacock or attempt to put it on Peacock. Right now, uh, also the Peacock Premium. Um, Real quick, Brandon, you spend a lot of time in Peacock? I've only used the Peacock... uh... Streaming thing once this year is for the Washington Michigan State game. Okay, it's it's still out there. Um, it's it's a small cock right now, but they hope to grow it to yes. make it a larger cock. Yes, yeah. um, they got it's a peacock. You got to let it fly. Exactly. Uh, um, so the YouTube TV stuff is not there. The reason they went with the route that they did with, and also, uh, if you were a satellite customer, you would not have had access. Continuing going forward. Right. Because that was the problem. By adding the satellite access, I know for a fact that the Blazers market doubled. Doubled. So this this the idea of like there's less people available to access games is patently false. And again, I'm not I'm not carrying the Blazers water. I just was a TV guy at the company. <laughs> that was putting the deal on the table. Very well aware of what was happening. The Blazers in 2018 and 2021 explored direct-to-consumer options. Mm-hmm. The NBA was not going to allow that to happen at that point in time. Mm. Do you know what television revenue is tied to? It's BRI. So if all of a sudden the basketball-related income isn't there, well, you've got to get it from somewhere. And the Mm -hmm. league in 2018 and 2021 were not going to allow tens of millions of dollars from each team or, in the case of the Lakers, hundreds of millions of dollars from teams to just disappear. It's just, it wasn't viable. Yeah. The Blazers wanted to go direct-to-consumer in both instances. 
They they got very deep on the exploration process both times. But the league was just not in a position to allow that to happen. So, as much as it sucks, and I tried to kind of put a tweet together around this that made sense, was, I know it sucks. And I'll be bluntly selfish right now. I lost real money by not having my TV show. And even I'm telling you that the deal that they took with Root was better. Like, I have real skin. I have a career in the game. And I am telling you they made the right choice. If that doesn't tell you that the other deal sucked, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I think... So, uh... I, I think on that on that note though, like I think the difficult thing is one, just bad luck and timing of not being able to just, you know, go to the closet, uh, look in the back shelf and pull out and dust off the old Blazer Vision manual mm -hmm. in 2020, 2021. So we could have just dusted it back off because we were ahead of our time with that thing. Um that's just something that's kind of out of your control. I think the one thing, though, and I, you know, I saw the team statement. I saw Ruth's statement. I, I always think it's a bit laughable, not necessarily team, mm -hmm. but like when networks say, hey, this is changing due to this bigger company than us, call and, and tell them about yeah. it. And I'm like, they won't give a shit. So why would I care about doing that? Like me calling Comcast and you calling Comcast and everybody else watching this right now would literally make no impact they'd be like well sorry sir i don't know what mm -hmm. to tell you and so it's like it's just such a useless exercise of we're so sorry about this if you're outraged and it's almost like a deflection right like not that they need to take on all the criticism of it but it's like root hey go talk to your provider talk to comcast they're the ones doing it. it's like but why would i do that they leave me on hold for four hours and then they don't care about what i have to say i just kind of thought I see the frustration. Mm -hmm. I, I see. 100%. And I might be a little spicy tonight. My baseball team got eliminated after having the greatest season of my lifetime. Hey, uh, uh, was 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 Bryce Harper supposed to hear that? No, he wasn't. <laughs> All right? Clubhouse things are meant to stay in the clubhouse, snitches. And Kevin Pilar, when the ball goes past the catcher, run to home. Get us a point, man. Get us a run. <laughs> Momentum is a real thing. Anyways, that's mm. neither here nor there. I, the one thing I saw you tweet, and I, I was trying to follow it through social media because I've been like trying to also get yard work done at the house because the weather's been nice. Mm -hmm. The one thing is when you when you when you add or when it is uh, when your channel is made to be more expensive, mm -hmm. and I I'm still kind of confused by that because you're saying it can get as high as thirty six. I saw some random people saying they give you a discount and it's actually only a $90 raise. And I'm like, $9. If you, like, if you, if you call and you bitch enough at them, you can't like, I, that was my discount. You back. They'll just, they'll just cut it. Like legitimately. Hey, I'll stare into the camera right now. Again, if you're a Comcast slash Xfinity customer and you're in this world, call complain. A hundred percent. You're saying like, calling complain will work. Yes. No, it, it, I've done it for years. So like I've I've had it for my internet service and every time they tried to like jack up my rates like in an insane level or a cable package that went sideways if you're willing to spend an hour dealing with the BS you yeah. will you will get what you want ultimately. Well, so I saw this news, I freaked out. I'm like, "Oh, crap, man. Like there's a basketball game on. I'm trying to watch." Go to Root. It's some hockey games from last year and I'm like, "That's weird." 
So I wait a couple hours to come back. Oh, surely it's gone now. Turn it on, still there. I'm like, I, th- I thought somebody said this was canceled. Mm-hmm. I guess I had the package. Yeah. I didn't even know it. I had the premium package. Yeah, if you didn't get the email, you're For tax good. purposes, I don't, yeah. I, I, I also used to be a YouTube TV guy. I loved it. I swear by YouTube TV. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have the Pac-12 network. And my job requires me to watch college football, yes. which mainly Oregon State plays on, and the Blazers. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, what am I paying for all these different things? I'm just going back to cable because I'm paying the same price anyway. You, me, and every other person in this market. Exactly. <laughs> but I but I do think the one thing, though, was when I think you had said something of the effect of, when when they when people ask for more options and they give them to you and you had like uh, a, a gif of uh, pulling eyes down. Oh yeah, no, that wasn't that wasn't to the root sports stuff, and that's why I, I was oh. I was so irritated. I people were bitching about me saying, "Hey guys, they're they're giving you the Fox Plus game." Like somebody was complaining because it was over the air. So there's an oh. October 16th preseason game with yeah, Fox Monday. Sports Plus or Fox yeah. 12 Plus. Yeah. And I broke that, like, hey, like, wink, wink, nod, nod. They're right. looking at doing this. And so so somebody yeah. was like, oh, my God, like, what is this, like the Pac-12 being on Ion? It's like, no, you idiot. This is the okay, way I, that they're heading. I thought your tweet was an indicator of, no. of like, in a way, kind of saying, like, it sucks, but stop complaining. No. And, like, I just think from the fans' perspective, take the team away Take root away. Yeah, I just think from the fan perspective, it's it's just it's another annoyance. It's, it's another stupid thing. thing. Yes. Yeah. Because look, it's man. Like, like even before I, I I I've been doing this now for twelve years. This is year twelve of covering the team. I've been dealing with the same stupid Comcast stuff as everybody else. I didn't get free Comcast when I was working at NBC because I was a contractor. Oh, I. Yeah. No. You. I, you guys. You guys were employees. I was not. No, I was a contracted employee. And they gave you free? I was like, yo, you're not paying me shit. Give me free cable. And they're like, okay, just bill us every month and we'll give you back the money. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Maybe I guys didn't push hard enough. <laughs> uh, no, but okay. So that was just, all right. That's just, yeah, no, that, that was it. was a hundred percent like in response to somebody complaining about like getting the game over the, literally over the airwaves. And, and for, so everybody knows, um, the game that's on Fox 12 Plus on the 16th. Monday. The reason it is there is because Root is allowing it to be there. Root owns the broadcast rights. I've seen mm-hmm. people in the comments like, well, if Uncle Phil owned the team, he would just buy this out. There's no buyout option. There's a contract that is a mile long. Mm-hmm. There's the, that's It's not just there for them to be like, mm, why don't you buy out of this? That's not there. Now, there's. I'm, I would be shocked if the Blazers didn't have their legal team looking at the contract to find other things in there to see if maybe there's a, a way that there's an amenable issue in here. But that's, that's a team of lawyers, and it's going to take some time to go through that stuff. Yeah. The reality is they're probably stuck with this deal for the next two years or 18 months. And I know, and I know, it doesn't make people happy to hear. Well, it'll be better in two years. I know. I know. But the reality is, it will be better in two years. The Blazers are going to be a team that I've like. 
I, I, I hate having a caveat to this with because everybody gets mad at Jody and, and, and the Allen estate and everything else. They are dumping more money into the team, whether it's the G League, whether it's scouting, whether it's the front office. Like, they are. They, they spend a bunch of money on the new seats in Moda. Like, they're, it's, it's not a unwillingness to spend money. They want, like, it is the dumbest thing imaginable to think that the Allen estate is greedy and, and dumb and awful and that they would also not want the team to be seen by more people. Like, those, those two things are, they don't make any sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if all they care about is making money, why would you want? Why would not you not want your product all, like available to more people? You yeah. know what I mean. So yeah. it's it's all just very dumb. And that so, and you you and I are both very well aware of the the world of RSNs. It's, yeah, it's crumbling down. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really unfortunate thing. I'm interested to see the Phoenix and Utah thing and kind of follow how that like. You know, I don't know how many people know this. Um, I know people want to get to the basketball, but I, Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons, they opened that new stadium down in Atlanta. Yep. And uh, Arthur Blank and the Falcons actually had a study they did where basically they thought, you know what? We're making concessions yep. super affordable. Like think back to the the, the dollar dog blazer dog mm-hmm. days, right? Like $1 gets you a blazer dog. And so everything in Atlanta, when you go to a stadium, when that stadium, like beers are four dollars, yep. hot dogs are two dollars, nachos are three dollars, pizzas, $3. and they can't keep up with it. And and they they did this for the first year. They made more money mm-hmm. because breaking news, people will spend money if they don't feel like they're being ripped yep. off, right? And and so like there are ways and things that I'm interested to see how this all kind of evolves. But you mentioned the Fox Plus Twelve game. And my last thing on this, because I just, I hate it. I, I feel bad for fans. It sucks. Like, like let, me, let me be very, very blunt. It sucks. Terrible. It's, yeah. I don't like, I don't like having to spend time talking about how you guys as fans don't have an opportunity to consume the product by clicking the goddamn game on. That is the, it's, it is yeah. the dumbest possible thing imaginable. It's, it's also, and, and this is not going to make anybody happier, but just a reference, people in Denver have actually dealt with it worse uh, it, with altitude TV, like nobody could get altitude. Less than ten percent of the state of Colorado can watch can watch Nuggets and Avalanche game. Yeah, Nuggets have zero, almost a zero TV rating. Yes. Be, well, they used to because the accessibility. So the Monday game on the sixteenth is on mm-hmm. Fox Twelve Plus that you mentioned. Yes, I'm gonna do something real quick. I'm gonna lean over here. I'm gonna grab my Gundy eye, my hiking Gundy eye, I'm my babe. third eye, Daniel. Uh, you said the deal is up in two years, correct? Mm-hmm. Do you know where the Phoenix Suns are playing their games now on the local television in Phoenix? Do you know what... Uh, the Arizona what... Family Sports Network? It is owned by the Gray family. Hmm. Daniel, who owns KPT12? Uh, that would be the Gray family. The Gray family. So the Gray family is basically beta testing this right now in Phoenix for the season. And I believe, and I would back it by saying I had some, I talked to some people about this last couple of days. Uh, Fox 12, heavily in the running for this. A super big push. They mm-hmm. value local television. I know when they went and do, the Blazers do their like statewide tour thing where they go to the mm-hmm. small towns and say hi. 
I know somebody at Fox 12, pretty prominent name, uh, ended up going with them as kind of like a, hey, you know, we're partners and we support this. And and you mentioned the other one, CW Coin is absolutely going to be buying for this as well because CW, whether you watch it or not, is investing heavily in, in local sports. sports. Yes. So I'm just saying the game on Monday, support it. If you want something different, you want a Phoenix Suns Utah Jazz thing, turn it on. Get your ass to Fox 12 Plus and watch this game because it's it's kind of a testing thing for them. And I know that that channel wants the Blazers badly, mm-hmm. and the owner of this station also owns the one in Phoenix that is going to have the Suns. So it's just about eyeballs and interest, and I know Portland's got it. So there's it's a little caveat on that Fox Plus 12 thing. No, it's it's 100% real and that's the thing is it's it, there's the way sports is being, the way sports are being broadcast, covered, and distributed is changing rapidly. <clears throat> and the the unfortunate side of this is the Blazers deal came up when it did, and it was like, well, they, they should have signed a shorter deal. This is it's the shortest deal you that you could sign and broadcast is four years. Like that's that's nothing in the broad. The, there, I believe that the the Spectrum TV deal with the Lakers runs until like twenty thirty seven, and that was signed like four years ago. Oof, that's an ACC deal. Yeah, but I mean, Spectrum's paying them more money than God, and it's yeah. worth it to them. Oh, yes, yeah, the Lakers. Yeah, so it's it's just, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. And, like, I, I'm not telling you guys that you can't be mad or bitch or complain. Just when you do, know what you're talking about. And I'm trying to give you guys the, the tools to know that. I understand you're frustrated, but the previous deal, the other deals that were on the table, they did not include all of these other options. Just I, period, point yeah. blank. I Well, the deals have been interesting over the years. The last time NBC got them back for the last time, mm-hmm. I remember somebody that was working at NBC literally running up to me and celebrating. And I was kind of like, I wasn't like mad they were celebrating. I was kind of like, you think this is going to be a long, I just kind of was thinking this ain't a long-term thing. And I, I talked to somebody yesterday that told me uh, it was, it was like on the one yard line for another channel and network and Comcast NBC came in. It was like, yo, here you go, please stay. And they were like, okay, we'll stay. Mm-hmm. But it was, there, there was another channel in the running for that thing when it was last up with NBC. So mm-hmm. it's always moving around. Yeah, so there's all the, the broadcast stuff. There's 20 minutes of that. So that's the, hopefully the last time we have to talk about it until it changes again in two years. Uh, on to basketball. Well, the Portland Trailblazers played the Phoenix Suns last night at Moda Center. It was great to be back in the building. Had Nurk and Nas and Key all back in the building. Obviously, DeAndre Ayton taking on his previous team, uh, the Phoenix Suns. Um, yes, we'll talk about his little exchange that he had at practice. Um, but... It was the first time we got to see the the new era, the new stream, new stream, new team. God, I've got streaming on the brain now. The new <laughs> team, new era, whatever you want to call it. Um, I really want to stop saying um, the new era. I'm just, I, we got to come up with something different. I, I've typed it about a thousand different times and, and stuff that I've written. I'm just like, I got I to need a new name for this. I'm, t- I'm tired of writing the new era. Um, but it is. It's a new era and everybody... Because of the TV stuff, because the preseason game against the Breakers wasn't televised, um, whether you rode the high seas or not, um, this is when most people got to to see this team for the first time. Uh, and shout out to the folks that came out last night. There, it was probably seventy percent full in there. 
Pretty good for a preseason game. I was actually kind of shocked by the turnout because the Breakers game was about half. It was, it was about half. Last well, night, saw, it was pretty full. I saw I, it was either the Suns game or the it was maybe the Breaker game, but I saw the highlight of Scoot leading the guys out of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And he was warming up, and I kind of was just like looking at just the hundred le- section bowl, and I'm pretty like, sparse. Ooh, that's sparse. Pretty sparse. But so. I don't blame people. Phoenix Suns is a more interesting team to get to play, and KD and Book played, and mm-hmm. Nurk came back, so you had something to watch for. What What is your uh, your thirty thousand foot view on just the game? Oh, we are gonna be so bad, Danny. Uh, look, it's. <laughs> do it right away huh look i i i want to be honest about this this is not gonna be well this player can't be good it just i want to i kept this on i had baseball on i had a little football a little college football once in a while i watched this game and it's preseason and it's the phoenix suns okay Mm -hmm. those important things to throw in there before i say what i say i just i I was kind of smiling in the second quarter when they went on that massive run to close the half because I bet under 28 and a half wins and I never felt more confident about a bet cashing in my life than when I watched that team play. (laughs) I understand the Phoenix Suns are better than most teams they'll play this year, Mm. but this fit, like maybe the chemistry will change and let's allow it time. But if you're asking what I saw and how I feel, oh boy, I, I have a lot of things. I think the veterans are looking good. Jeremy had a game. Brogdon was fine from the field. But Brock's, they don't. Good. He is good. They 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 come off to me, and I'll be curious to see this in the regular season, like guys that know they're going to get their numbers, but like they kind of know what, what the situation is. And then like you add the young inexperience, like Scoot was good, but he also had six turnovers mm-hmm. and he had some moments where he looked a little lost or puzzled and out of place and and, like, I also – I'm worried about Shaden, and I think Scoot should bring the ball up, not Ant. I think Ant should be off ball. I it, I, I know I know what you're going to say, and you're going to dive in a second spectrum. <laughs> but if we're just talking about fit and this year, I just kind of feel like Scoot is a better creator or initiator, whereas, like, Ant can come off a screen, get the ball from Scoot, go get a shot or get an open look, and Scoot can go around and do Scoot things. Um Kind of my takeaway so far. I just don't think this team's going to be very good. So my initial takeaway, and I kind of joked with with somebody else about this last night. Um, they're like, so, so what do you think? And I'm like, they're going to be a very fun team. And I, I kind of said this, I think it's long as on, on Twitter last night, of like, this is kind of what I expect. Now, not 39 to 15 and a quarter kind of doing, just kind of spread that out over the game. I think they're going to be in most games for three quarters. And then it's going to fall apart in the fourth, or it's going to fall apart in the third. It's just, or they just start poor because they're young. But some version of that, where like you see them compete in quarters, and but the thing is, you you see the consistency go just disappear because yeah, they're kids. First quarter, second quarter. I mean, just right there, point blank. Because they're kids. And it was like, well, they've got Jeremy. And it's like, Jeremy's not playing every second of every game, running everything through him. Right. And even then, Jeremy, the what makes him good is he is more consistent more often than not. Even the best of the best players have nights where you know, it's not great. The thing is, is that the bar is always high. With kids, that bar changes. 
Not even night to night, quarter to quarter, shift to shift. And you saw that last night. You saw Scoot do some stuff and then also have six turnovers because stuff that he tried in the G League doesn't work in the NBA because guys Mm -hmm. are bigger, stronger, longer, faster. I love what Chauncey said post-game. This is the first time in Scoot's life where he's playing against guys that are better than him. And they're going to be better than him every day. And how he adjusts to that, and they're confident, and I am confident, that he's going to get better and above to that level. I've I've seen nothing from Scoot that makes me think, ah, I don't know if he's got it. But I've also seen stuff from him already where I go, oh, that's going to be an interesting development. That's my my new way of saying they need to work on that. Something you can uh, probably grab a bottle of lotion and go to the bathroom with after the pod. Uh, last hmm. night I'm watching this game and Scoot commits a, a foul and he's like standing there and he's kind of like slumped a little bit and he has a look like, really? And in my head I heard you say, he's 19. <laughs> like, and I know you're going to get really excited about that. And you're going <laughs> to go, you know, do some nasty things. But like I legitimately, that popped in my brain. I, I also I'll push back on something you said there. Let's let's put a pin in this for our for the show this season. I'm I'm not sold that this team is going to be exciting to watch. I think they're going to definitely have moments and they're going to have quarters where they go on runs. But man, when they play bad, like they shoot thirty percent or thirty six percent, and the other team goes on a run, like I'm not saying the whole league's going to do it to them. But I'm not, I'm not See, overly convinced they're going to be all that fun to watch. You're, you're underestimating where my brain's at right now. There's a a significant, a, a non, a not insignificant number of Blazers fans who are very much convinced that this is a play-in team or like a sneaky playoff team. My oh, yeah, my yeah. my brain is so far from that that for them to make like to actually bother me. In any way, shape, matter, or form, they have got to be the process 76ers. Like that, like that's how bad they have to be in my head for me to go, oh, this is a shit show. Gotcha. I, I, okay. My, my brain, and I'm yeah. I am I am trying to do as much work as I can to get people's brains to shift into development mode. Yeah. Portland fans, you have never reset in your lives and unless you watch an obscene amount of basketball and by obscene amount of basketball i mean league pass depravity over the last 20 years you have no idea what you're in for you just don't uh, we did have sebastian Telfair as our point guard for a minute okay the vast majority of fans i know. do not remember that what? because people weren't showing up for it they, they, they just glossed over that. They, the city ignored it for two years. And that's the thing. is like, this is different. But I say all of that. I'm not, I'm not trying to be like, don't be excited about this team. Don't be interested in the team. Be interested. Be excited. But not about wins and losses. Yeah, don't hang everything on that That Do not sit here and be like, oh my God, They. I had somebody screaming at me about Chauncey Billups and his ability to coax defense out of these guys last night against the Phoenix Suns in the preseason. And I'm telling you right now, if that is the way you're going into the season, you are going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just flat out, you are going to be, I am not going to tell you how to fan but you will be miserable if you do, if you believe that you've got to die on every win, every loss, every possession, and it's got to be per- it's 
there are a lot of kids and there are a, there is a ton of teaching. Um, Chauncey Billups pregame was talking about how different it is to coach this team because there's so many kids Yeah, to go all the way back to the very beginning, the very basics. And he, he mentioned a, a point about, um, I asked him like, how does he know when they've kind of crossed a threshold? Like, in practice or in a game of like, okay, we've got this under control. He was like, you know, so actually it's, it changes. It's, you know, we're doing a drill and we've got eight minutes and we get through that drill and we don't have it. We got to go do that drill for five more minutes. And then we still don't have it. Then we got to do it for three more minutes. And then I looked mm-hmm. down at my sheet and like, well, I've got to take stuff off, you know, because you don't have so much time for practice. And he said, he basically, he feels like he's chasing it all the time. And he wasn't complaining. He was just like, I think very much framing where things are at in the sense of like, like, Scoot is going to be a a tremendous player. He is 19 years old. And I know I have said it a thousand times already. I'm going to say it 30,000 more. He just doesn't have the experience. Think about that. That is a, that is a high school kid, a a, a college freshman. Mm -hmm. He just doesn't have the reps Damian Lillard, when he stepped onto the court at his rookie year, had run probably 20,000 pick and rolls at at a high level. Yeah. Scoot hasn't done that. And it's not because it's it's like a fault. He just, he needs to go through it. Yeah. It's the same with Chris Murray. It's the same with Tumani Kamara. It's the same Mm -hmm. with Shane. Like, like, uh, post-game, Chauncey was, you know, why why did you put uh, Scoot and Shane back in there? Because they're 19 and 20 years old, and they haven't done enough to be sitting around chilling. I'm surprised that question was asked, given, like, that's kind of what the season is. you got to get these 19 and 20-year-olds, like, they got to get those minutes. But it it is a little interesting to see, like, guys that are going to factor heavily in the rotation thrown back out there in the fourth quarter of a preseason game to eat real minutes. But it's like, the flip side is... There's a, uh, you know, they, they need all that experience, whether it's against the top six of the Phoenix Suns or the back six of the Phoenix Suns. I, I you know, you want to play them in the fourth. Like, if we're getting, like, into the injury stuff and all that, like, okay, but it, even if they play the back end of that Suns bench, if I'm Chauncey, like I just kind of imagine that Chauncey maybe views that as like it's also an opportunity to maybe build some confidence. You know what I mean? Like, oh, mm-hmm. you couldn't do it against the starting rotation, but if you can go do it against those backup, like you start to kind of feel like, okay, I, I'm here. I just got to He's got to figure that stuff out, him and Shaden. But I mean, I kind of get it, man. Like I want these guys to play an S ton this year. They're 19 mm-hmm. and 20 years old. If we don't want to be in the thing you and I have talked about, where like half-heartedly saying we're not built for this, this tanking thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's man, buckle up. Buckle up. You go to like the top end teams that have to rebuild through youth and movement and trades. It's three, four, five years sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like KD Harden and Westbrook, like that was a four-year thing before it started becoming viable. It was mm-hmm. five. You know, and then they Look, get to and, the finals. And the in the Blazers, I will tell you right now that bare minimum, they're looking at this as a two-year deal. They're looking at this year as an evaluation year, see what, who's who, who's what, where things are at, how the sure. the ramp is looking, and then they'll evaluate again and kind of go into next season with some changes. 
Well, because you don't want to, the one thing you know that you mentioned there, the, the process, mm -hmm. sometimes you F around too much with a process yep. and you become a process. Yes. And, and then you're kind of stuck in it. And yeah, and then you're just known as the process team. Yeah. And they don't, they don't want to be that. I, I, I've got that pretty certainly. Um, let's kind of go, th go through the players a little bit and it's kind of what we've seen so far. Um, I, I'm just going to squash this now. The uh, Ant DA pick and roll is going to be the foundation of this team. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. I'm going to hit you down with a whack-a-mole hammer. You and everyone else. <laughs> that is going to be the foundation of this team. They, Wait, why are you telling me to shut up? Because you said that Scoot's the one who's be bringing the ball up too. No, I was. You asked a thirty thousand foot view, and it just looked a little smoother with Scoot with the ball first, and then passing. No, off. it looks smoother for Scoot. It does not look smoother for the offense because uh, the Suns' defense is stretching out to thirty feet and blitzing Anthony Simons to get the ball yeah. out of his hands. They because they know that's the guy that's going to actually hurt them right now, and they would rather live with Scoot trying to beat them than the guy that they know can drop 40 on their heads. And they're going to use Anthony Simons and DeAndre Ayton sure. as their, their hammer to break stuff open. That is how the offense is going to run. That does not mean Scoot's not going to see a metric crap ton of touches. In the pecking order of, of ball handling, it's going to go Ant Scoot. That's... That's how that's going to go. And Scoot is going to get so many opportunities. But you want the ball in Ant's hands because it's going to make it easier for Scoot. Full stop. It's going, it is going to make it easier. Think about right out of the gate when Ant and DA run that pick and roll, mm -hmm. that Nurk and I believe Goodwin. No, it wasn't Goodwin. Gordon? I can't remember. No, it was Gordon. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Nurk and Gordon blitzed. Mm -hmm. DA catches it in the pocket about 18 feet and swings it over to Scoot who knocks down the catch and shoot three. Yeah. That right there, and it was it was Nasir was actually guarding Scoot on that play. Nasir, as soon as DA got the ball, left Scoot. Left him. Just said, bloop. That is how teams are going to treat him for probably the first three months of the season unless he shows he can do stuff. Yeah. And then by stuff, I mean be able to then knock down the three with like a motive of success. Uh, on that note, I really like Scoot's catch-and-shoot three look. I very much am not worried. I do not believe in his, his off-the-dribble pull-up three right now. It needs a ton of work. I mean, he had that nice little mid-range. The mid-range? Entirely different. I, I sat. I sat there and watched the his two jumpers between his mid range pull up and his mid and his uh, uh, three point off the dribble. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. two totally different shots. Yeah. Well, I he I think he, Danny, he's lacking. I think a little confidence from the arc. Mm. It's it's obviously a thing people talk about. His percentage of the G League was not very good last year. So like that's something to work on. And you know what? I know you and I talked about CJ years ago. If he needs to shoot the midi because that's kind of what he is. Shoot the midi, but damn it, please work on that three-point shot because that's going to be a valuable thing for his career. Mm -hmm. But if it's going to work better mechanically for him to just shoot the mid-range on the pull-up, then do it. Look, take the dribble in. Like at some point, he's not going to shoot so many shots where you, go, oh man, you ruined the whole thing. Like take the shot you can make. The we do not need to be worried about Scoot Henderson's ability to knock down off the dribble threes in year one. No, 
year three, year four, if that's still an issue, then it becomes mildly problematic. And then it will be a thing that limits him from becoming a superstar. There's, there's one guard in the NBA right now who is a superstar who can't hit pull-up threes. It's Jaw, And he has a .001% athleticism. And as athletic as Scoot is, he doesn't have that. He, he doesn't have the ability to do the most insane finishing shit you've ever seen. I think that's, this is sound dumb to you, but it's kind of the reason I think I've always rooted for Westbrook is like, it's a three ball league and that dude cannot make anything, no, but, but again, he still, he still makes an impact. But that's the thing. It's like, and what's happening to him later in his career as that right. athleticism is disappearing. Yeah. And what happened to him in his prime in the playoffs? Yeah. Everybody just undered everything. And he's kind of, it feels like he's starting to kind of understand some of this. Like he's leaning into the role guy thing at the Clippers. Cause mm-hmm. I think. He's the opposite of Iverson in the he wants to play in this league as long as he can because he loves to compete. Yeah, and that's, again, this is not an indictment of Scoot Henderson in any way at all. This is what, he's 19. Yeah. Remember, again, I I don't want to compare him to Dame, but I want to use that as a template of, like, expectations. Dame came in able to do that in his rookie year because he's 22, 23 years old, and he led the nation in scoring. This is a guy who came in finished Mm -hmm. when we get to scoop being 22 23 years old we can have the discussion of like where else he needs to work because remember even air quotes finished dame brandon struggled to finish around the rim don't you remember the first three years of damian lillard was like ah not a great finisher yeah so even the guys that are older and finished coming into the league ready to go still have stuff they need to work on so um, again, last night and going forward, Scoot or uh, Ant and Da, that is going to be the bones of the team. Um, I'm currently literally on the other tab, uh, writing on Da. Uh, I got to talk to him a little bit post game. I'm going to talk to him a little bit more uh, before I push this out, and then we're going to do some video work Sunday uh, for all of the Ballers Life folks on the Patreon subscription. We're going to dive into Da a lot. Um, so- go ahead. Well, I just want to add to that because like, I, I know people are going to look forward to it. And I again, I understand that this is preseason, but we're reacting to what we saw. I I was kind of expecting a little more from him. I thought the way he just, yeah, in this way, like it, because I just, the way he reacted to the quick question at the practice facility, it's fair. It, ju- it just came off of, with a lot of like, I want to murder them energy and like he was fine but i just was expecting a little more i think i think i reset an expectation in my head based on the emotion or anger i saw him answer with does that make sense yes i I, i'm not gonna argue with that really i would just say that the phoenix stuff is very clearly a problem like just in general like and it's still wildly fresh i thought but what i'm saying is yes i agree with that what i'm just saying is like i thought his stat line would be what Nurkic's stat line was. Also, uh, but well, preseason. But with my caveat of that is number one, that was about as motivated Nurk as you're gonna see. And well, the, I agree with that. Yeah. And the weapons he had around him. Yeah. Um, Nurk looked fantastic, by the way. Side note, he he, he is down fifty pounds. Yeah. Maybe more. Um, he is highly motivated. Um, for now. For now, <laughs> look, look. I I don't I don't think it's. You know, unfair to say, like, the change of scenery has always done Nurk well. Like, in the in the immediate, it absolutely does. Yeah, he's he's great there. He's 
look, I, I think he's going to be good there. I think DA long term is just going to make more sense. Uh, I think DA finished with seven, six, and three. Yeah. Last night, the um, uh, the box score stuff. I'm I wasn't worried about last night because if you look at the shot distribution. Jeremy was was getting his shots up because he mm-hmm. he he looked he looked bad against uh, the Breakers. Just looked rusty. Jeremy did. Yeah, he just yeah he was he played like a quarter and it was just ugly. I think he was like All right, I'm gonna get some shots up. Shaden got a ton of shots up. Uh, Scoot got a ton of shots up. Brogdon came in and got a bunch of shots up. Ant got a bunch of shots up. Everybody else, all of the wings and guards, all got theirs. And I thought Aiton was involved in everything. Yeah. But he just wasn't getting his shots. Right. Which some nights that'll be the case. I would have, I, I very, 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 very much believe that during the season, he's going to be like 22 and 12. Dude. I'm, I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying like dumb expectation by me going into preseason game from a practice clip. I just thought, okay, I'm going to go out there and get 19 and 10 was kind of like what my, mm-hmm my mindset was going to be stat line wise. How many him. minutes did he play? Was it like 22? Uh, he got 23 minutes. 22, so he played him and, uh, and Jeremy played roughly the same amount. Shaden and Scoot, they both played 30. Everybody else was 19 to six. So if he had, if he had played and they, they'd actually probably run a regular night, he probably would have had like a subpar night and finished with like 16 and 11. Yeah, sure. Which you're going to have, Nights like that. The thing that I want to see for um, Aiden, and I, I asked him about, I asked Chauncey about it too post game. Like the, the general idea is that Chauncey is going to allow Aiden a ton of freedom. They're going to allow him to like really explore his game before they reel him back in. Mm-hmm. And number one, I think that's great because they're young and they should. Um, Aiden is is was asked to be stuffed in this box in Phoenix, and that was one of his criticisms. Is like I want to be able to do more and not just be a role guy, um, quite literally a R O L E and an R O L L guy. Um, and already he's been great on the role. He's mm-hmm. dunked what three times where at full speed, which we have not seen here in quite some time. Um, his playmaking, he I don't think he ever averaged more than two assists a game. Um, it's robotic. It's not yeah. like Nurk's a very natural cerebral passer. Right. That was always a difference between those two guys. Aiton was a significantly better finisher. Nurk was the significantly better creator. I think but that's I, a product of growing up in different countries. I would very much agree. Um, but and that, and to that point, I don't think it's something that Aiton can't do. Sure. Now I don't expect him to turn into Nur- to uh, to Jokic, let alone or Nurkic, uh, let alone Jokic. Like <laughs> that's not happening. But I asked him about it after the game, and I was like, "Hey, you know, Chauncey said he really wants to empower you, and you know, kind of how do you how do you feel about having that optionality?" And he was like, "Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate it. He's giving me the green light to take threes, um, to not just be the the role guy, to actually like, make decisions in the short roll, to break off stuff if I see something else." And it's like he goes, he was just like, you could just see the relief of like having that freedom, like not yeah. being told do X, Y, and Z, and don't you dare break away from like." The guy was very clearly browbeaten in Phoenix. That that oh, yeah. that that much is is clear. Yeah. Um, now it's just a matter of like, what do you get out of him? 
Um, he's already made a couple plays where like the criticism of him is that he's so big and long and athletic, but he doesn't get steals and he doesn't get blocks. He's had a couple great blocks um, that he gets a little light in the ass on his screens. I think he's been good so far. Again, this is dumb early uh, about oh, about actually being solid in his screens and, and working off those pick well, because he has, he has a chance here for a rebirth. And like, this isn't, this isn't a lottery redraft. You know, this, this isn't a guy who, uh, he's not Zach Collins. No, a guy, a, a guy, a lottery pick who's trying to catch on with somewhere else, whether no. it's due to injury or whether it's doing to flaming out with another team. Like this is a guy whose career is a 17 and 11 guy who shoots 60% from the field. Like the floor is quite high, mm-hmm. but can you unlock more from a guy who's seven foot, 255 pounds and moves like a deer? Yeah. And the answer should be yes. I think the thing that you mentioned there with Chauncey that I like is uh, the one thing I think we know, right? Whether he would admit this or not, and I don't think he would because like nobody would want to talk about this. He kind of developed a reputation, right? Fair or not, he developed a bit of a reputation mm-hmm. in Phoenix. Oh, no, look, I am not even going to den- – he went. He scorched the earth. No, I know, but what I'm saying is that reputation comes to Portland, and it's a it's a restart button, mm-hmm. and like I'm excited to see what it is. But I think to avoid the reputation from showing itself, what do you do? You get him involved with a lot of shit, man. You mm-hmm. you have him moving and rebounding. And He's in, quite literally in the center of everything. Kind of, yeah, kind yes. of involve him in a lot of stuff. They they said it in the, the media day. We're not going to use him like Joel Embiid. We're not giving him the ball and he's backing down 19 times a game. Mm-hmm. But you can get him some easy looks and you can generate better offense if he is in a malcontent and he feels involved yeah. in, in a lot of action. Yeah, uh, I, I don't disagree. And I, I think it's the right way to treat him. Um I thought for the most part last night he was entirely fine. And everybody was, I, I saw some people like, I wish he was more impactful. I'm like, well, then take five shots from like three other dudes. It, it's it's a stupid like, thing, Danny, because it's preseason. Yeah, I like, just I think I think other people were kind of with what I was thinking sure, of. That's fair. Oh man, he's gonna come out. I thought he was just gonna come out and be like, Oh, I'm gonna dunk on all you fools. And it's preseason, so I'm not gonna overreact. I just it was an observation I made from an expectation I'd kind of mentally set. If you want to talk about somebody in the game that we haven't talked about, I have a little alarm going off in the back of my brain. Hmm. Alarm for who? Uh, Somebody I nicknamed his rookie year, uh, and it caught on a little bit, but Hmm. I'm starting to worry just just a smidge, and Hmm. it's it's something to keep a close eye on in a rebuilding year. Uh, The league is full of delicate ego, and I'm I'm a little concerned of Shaden. Now, again, this is not just preseason one game oh here's brandon hot take i kind of noted this last year on my radio show i'm a big fan right baby kobe Mm -hmm. but i the only time i've really seen the dog come out was in a summer league game on a dunk and i I think when we have expectations of players and futures and what this whole thing is going to end up being in the future it's a pretty it's a pretty important piece to have the six five almost six six dude that jumps 44 inches be like the don't f around let's go out here and take care of our ass guy and i it's the one aspect of his game i kind of worry about a little bit is that there isn't 
this kind of out like scoot you can tell scoot has it you know what i mean i don't know what it's gonna be for his career but that dude's gonna bring it and sometimes i watch shaden play and it's kind of like i'm kind of doing the harlem globetrotter whistle as i watch him dribble around Mm -hmm. and just shoot a mid-range or like he had a, a moment to dunk last night i think it surprised him to get past kd on the baseline but he missed the shot entirely. And I'm just, and I'm just, you know, I'm kind of, I'm not trying to freak out here. I'm just, it's an alarm that went off last night of, I think this is a big year to show us a little bit of that. And didn't see it last night. What we're going to see in the regular season. I think this year is going to be incredibly important for Shaden Sharp's maturity. He is, he's going from being the, uh, the only child to mom and dad just brought the home, the new baby from the hospital. And the attention is, is going to fall on Scoot. And Scoot's going to start. And Scoot's going to get the love. And Ant's going to get more time and more shine because he's better. And he's going to finish third in this. And so he's got to find that motivation, that professionalism. Because in the pecking order, like we talked about, it's going to be Ant. It's going to be Scoot. And then it's going to be DA. Then it's going to be Jeremy. And then it, well, then it might be Malcolm. <laughs> then it's going to be Shaden. And so, and I know everybody's going to freak out and all this. And I am, I'm not throwing Shaden under any buses right now. That's just the, this is, this is the life of a professional athlete is that every year you are fighting other people off. People are coming to take your job. They're coming to take your money. They're coming to take your livelihood. Yeah. That is the nature of this beast. I think Shaden has all the potential in the world. I also think that it is a very bad idea to start him because there is not enough ball to go around in that lineup for him to be able to do anything. So do you think they were just toying with it for a preseason game? I think they were just trying some stuff just to see what it looks like Mm. for sure. Um, having what order was he announced in the starting lineup, by the way? So the starting lineup is, uh, ant because they close, it starts with ant and closes with Germany. So it went ant, scoot, Shay, DA, Jeremy. So Shay was, oh no, I'm sorry. I meant the intros like Mark Mason. Yeah. yeah, No, in the middle. So ants, ants, number one, scoots, number two. So Shay must have been number three because then it goes DA and, and Jeremy, because Jeremy's last. Okay. I so, always viewed the last guy. I, that's a pecking order thing for me. They, no, Hyken and I were wondering uh, against the breakers. Like, we were, like, taking bets. <laughs> yeah. Like, who's going to get first? Who's going to get last? And yeah, we're, like, dude. We're like, is it's it, 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 like, going to be Scoot? Is it going to be Ant? Like, who, who's – like, I heard Ant first, and I went, okay. okay. LaMarcus was always last when he was here with Dame, yeah. and then LaMarcus leaves, and who goes last? The letter all. Yeah. So and I was curious. Jeremy's getting it now because he's the adult in the room. Sure. That's why. Yeah. Um, side note, did you see Jeremy's uh, uh, player edition shoes, his customs, his team? You know, now that you mentioned it, I don't think I noticed them. So they're like a like Lamborghini yellow T-Mac. <laughs> T-Macs? He got some T-Macs? He's an Adidas guy. Yeah, he's a T-Mac guy. Uh, he's got custom T-Macs. I shouldn't say Lamborghini yellow because that's like I'm thinking, I'm thinking like the old, like not new Lamborghini, like old Lamborghini. like that Yeah, kind yeah, of the mu- 80s Lambos, the, the, right? The mustard yellow, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. it's that. And because he's a Maryland guy, the trim right on the the edge of the shoe is the Maryland flag. Oh, the okay. The turf flag. It, A little red on there, turf. Okay. No, no, no. Like the actual, like the, like the 
like the cross. Oh, the actual flag. Yeah. It, it, it looks dope as hell. I, I asked him last night, I was like, those are your custom PEs. He's like, yeah, I got a few more coming. I was like, God <laughs> damn it. Like, I, I would like, I'd, I'd cop a pair of those immediately. They look dope as hell. Um, back to, back to Shay. Um, I would, if I, if I were him, this is easy to say as a nearly 40 year old talking about a 20 year old. It's always easier to say if I were him, I I would try to eat on that second unit, just feast on that. Because that's where he can, number one, he's going to get matched up on lesser guys. Yep. Number two, the ball is, the world is his oyster. Well, that I, I, I would actually make the argument like the ball is his oyster, but he's going to get set up beautifully because he has one of the best veterans he's got, in the he's league. He's got Brog setting him up. Yeah, the sixth man of the year who yes. can shoot and dribble, like setting him up for yes. plays. Like, who, Go look at the bench, right? Chris, I have no expectations that Chris is going to do much of anything statistically. He's a rookie. I, I would, I would say out. Chris is going to spend more time with the G League to start the season like on the floor than he does with the Blazers. Totally fair. Uh, you imagine Tease takes Shea's spot, so he's going to be in the road the starting. Moses is there as a cleanup guy. He's their third a nice big. little number two. Uh, Tamani, I'm excited to see what he can be, but Tumani, he's a second-round dude. Tamani might be like their 10th guy. They really I like, like Tamani. They, they really like He's got an NBA body, and yes, he, does. he plays hard as hell. That, yes, he does. That dude is pegged at, at 11. Like You just don't see him take a break. I, I There's there's some stuff there. I, I We'll talk about him, too. And and you know like on this show I I love Bari we love Bari Bari's, but you're Bari's so gonna right be, he's gonna be their backup four uh, sure I I know but like you just rattle it off Danny and I'm like yeah outside of Brog Shea could definitely thrive mm-hmm. in this role and oh by the way who better than have the NBA Sixth Man of the Year last year in his year going setting the table yo this role is actually pretty good pretty productive <laughs> and a little less pressure than starting in that five rotation hey you want to uh, have more of the ball and eat a little bit more here <laughs> just saying yeah grass is pretty green on this side of the fence brother <laughs> but there's a hey, but there's also there's also a reason we only reference one player when we talk about good players on teams that matter and a guy just taking a, a lesser role to come off the bench, the only one we ever use is Manu. Yeah, because right? it doesn't have It's like always a, just Manu. Look, they can figure out the Scoot Ant Shaden thing in two years because they're four years away. <laughs> Everybody's like, they need to get Scoot and Shaden on the floor. And it's like, their primes are five and six years. Mm-hmm. For reference, that's how long Yusuf Nurkic was here. It's not imminent. They don't have to do anything right now. And them not playing 12 seconds more a night is not a problem. Mm-hmm. It's not, I promise you. They'll be out of so many games, garbage time will be there for them to well, work Well, they also stuff. were on the floor together last night without Ann. Yeah. Like, Chauncey's going to put... Chauncey knows what this is. He's going to make every possible lineup exist this year. Yes. The way things are right now is you want Scoot, Ant, Tease, Jeremy, DA. Because that is going to make things easiest and best for Scoot and for the franchise. Because you're not only developing Scoot, you're redeveloping Aiden. That's 
helps guys be successful. It's uh, I've used the baseball analogy for this. It's like putting your young hitter in front of Barry Bonds. Mm-hmm. You want to protect him. Because if you take that away, they're not pitching to him. They're, they're not going to give him that look. Because what they're going to do is scoot, like I said, that, that kick out three where he knocked down the kitchen shoot. Nasir Little jumped off him already. What do you think no they're respect. gonna what do you think they're gonna do in pick and rolls? Yeah. They're gonna under everything, and every defender on that team is gonna have a foot in the paint. But if it's ant triggering the offense 65% of the time, now the defense has got to stretch out a little bit. And and I'm saying you have to relegate Scoot to off ball catch and shoot. No, you start the action with Ant and DA or Ant and JG. And all of a sudden, swing, swing, now Scoot's attacking on, on the second side and on defense and rotation, and now you've simplified the decision tree for him. Yeah. And you want to do the same thing for Shaden, where you've got Malcolm Brogdon, who's a hell of a shooter, who's a savvy playmaker, just vet dude. Like, and yes. If, he if knows who he is. Yes, and if you're wondering... Hmm, does this guy remind me somehow of like Blazers or Andre Miller? You're not unique in that. I have had probably 500 DMs or texts about it. Yes, he not only looks like him, but he, it's that running floater. It's yes, and it's and <laughs> it's, it's like that running he plays shot. below the rim. He does, yeah. It's just, and he he kind of has that like um, what it's it's not resting bitch face. It's like it's an emotionless face. Like, yeah, you don't you you don't see him change, like at all. And it's, it, I think Dre very much, you just hooped. And I've heard Brog say like four words so far. And being in the locker room a few times already, they already look at him. Like, like he's, he walks around that room and he has all the young guys respect. Already. He won the sixth man of the year. He yeah. should have some respect yeah. in that damn locker room. Like, like they already know. Like, they, the, JG's the vibes guy. They look at Brog and he's... He's a guy that they're already like no nonsense knows yep. what he is. Yeah. We're here to work. Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to think who, who have we not hit on? Oh, so let's hit on the young guys real quick. Then we'll get out of here. Cause we've already gone over a little over an hour. Yeah. Um, we talked about Tamani a little bit. Yep. Um, Chauncey and the coaching staff, all of the coaches I've talked to so far, love him, love him, love him, love him. 23 years old. So he's a little bit of an older rookie. Um, his swing skills, the ability to knock down threes. Because defensively, he gets after it. Um, he has a, a fundamental awareness of spacing. Like, he's already made a couple of good back cuts where you're just like, yep, he understands. Um, he's got a little bit of wiggle. It's, um, there's some stuff there. There's some stuff there. Like, you, you just, he's just, a, he's just a basketball player who's heady, who you can trust. And I, mm-hmm. I like that. Um, Bari, um, wrapping up the the backup four minutes. Um, he's yep. gotten probably about five, eight pounds, ten pounds bigger. Like he's he's solidified himself. Um, the one thing I love about him is you just trust his hands. Yeah. Like you see him get his hand on a rebound or on a pass in traffic, and it's just like, poof, and you just the you can the like you you trust that the ball is in a safe space. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it absolutely does. Like it, it, you just see him corral it, and you're like, okay, you're good. Um, he's he's gonna provide value to them and like being just steady. 
even mm-hmm. as a young guy, 21 year old, you know, second year player, you're like, Oh yeah, no, he's reliable. Um, yeah. which is nice. Um, Moses Brown has actually been good. Like, I, I was going to say night like, and day difference from his stint here two years ago. Yeah. I, you know, what's funny. Can I, can I confess something to you? When I saw him for the first time, I was like, man, I kind of swear we had a we had a guy named Moses Brown a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he looked like a looked like Bambi, like just he a did. baby deer. Just didn't know how to control his body. Um, I, kind of just all over if the this place. Is the most Brown we're getting. That's their backup two, and that's like a nice player to have, in my opinion. He's our he, backup five. Excuse I mean, me. I mean, he's going to be your third big. Because I remember, see, I I think he plays like this. He could maybe be the backup. No, it's Time Lord. Oh, I keep forgetting. Sorry, I that's forgot the, about timeline. Yeah. He didn't play. Yeah, yeah that's my bad. He, he banged knees for everyone wondering. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's my bad. They're no, no. They're just gonna be careful with Rob because of his injury history. That's, that's fine. Just, he has the opportunity to get real run as a third big. Yeah. And given the history of of the said player, could end up being the second big for a decent stretch of the season. Yeah. But either way, I'm happy. Look, I like he, seeing. He doesn't thrive. have a ton of skills, but. What he does have is he's like seven two, two hundred and fifty pounds. Like he is. Somebody was like, "Oh, you mean?" He, I said he's massive. Somebody's like, "Oh, you mean he's tall?" And I'm like, "No, I mean he's enormous. He is so. He's just gargantuan." And you're like, "Oh, he looks skinny." It's like then you go stand next to him. He looks skinny because he's so long. Mm-hmm. But like his calves are like the size of most people's thighs. And you're like, "Uh huh, yeah." He's just a, a mammoth human. Um, he lives at the rim on both sides of the floor. He's going to be a drop big. Um, he's going to be a um, rim protector with size. All he wants to do is dunk everything. He's shown a real penchant for offensive rebounding. Uh, the The Blazers, at the end of the half, uh, they go, uh, or excuse me, was it the end of the first? Might have been the end of the first, when they went 1-4 flat against the Suns with Ant and Brogdon. Yeah. And they immediately trap Ant, and he flings it to, to Brogdon on the slide. Brog one-handed rips it to Moses Brown to the dunker spot, yep. throws it down. And I was like, well, <laughs> that's nice. Like, Because they had three non-shooters <laughs> on the floor, and they managed yeah. to generate a, a great look out of a 1-4 flat at the end of the clock. And I was like, that's that's good basketball. Like that's Yeah. So look, Moses Brown finishes everything around the rim, rebounds really well, offensive rebounder, and just by his gigantism is going to be um, viable as a rim deterrent. He's not mobile. He gets caught guessing a little bit sure. defensively. Like there's stuff yeah. there that they need to figure out. But like if that's your third big, he has things like, I always say like, your third big needs to be like, you need to be able to like, go check marks next to stuff. Like if it's gonna be he's a like if it's Mike Muscala like uh, high IQ shoots the shit out of the ball and uh, is going to be like a dirty work guy like right he doesn't give you anything else but those three things like Drew Eubanks like is gonna work really hard is going to try to dunk everyone's soul and is trying gonna try to block every shot like when you're when you're that guy just do three things and I think he does three things just fine. Somebody asks, is Kamara a three or a four? He's a four who kind of plays like a five with high mobility. It's he he's he's a he's a weird player in that sense. But it's gonna be fun to kind of watch him. Um Rupair. Um here's some breaking news for you. He grew oh. over an inch since they drafted him. He's grown an inch? Yes. He's over six foot eight. Hello. 
Uh, I've had multiple people in the Blazers like, he look a little bigger to you. I'm like, yeah, he does. He's like, it's because he grew over an inch. I was like, what? We got ourselves a Giannis, a French Giannis here. So you got to randomly 6'11 in two more years and they, add 35 pounds. They think he might get bigger before he's all said and done. Taller or bigger? Taller. Oh, like 6'9", 6'10"? I, they think he might end up being, yeah. God, that'd be so awesome. So, um, and he's he's far away, yeah. but there's stuff. Real from, project from, player. I don't think this isn't like Bruno Cablaclo, like two years from two years. Like you see stuff right away. He he oh. he's had yeah, a couple yeah. things already where like he put the ball on the floor against the Breakers on a closeout and from above the three point line, like two like two feet above the three point line, and took two steps and got to the rim. And I went. Holy shit, he just ate up 30 feet in two steps. Like, that's that's not normal. He and, looks real lanky in person. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. He's rangy. Like, you could... He's the kind of guy, like, when you see him, like, get down and, like, in a defensive stance and open up his arms, you're like, oh, yeah, you're looking at that as a, as a guard and going, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. Like, he just... It eats up... I think his wingspan's like 7'2", seven, 7'3", seven, something like that. It's... He's long, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of that game, he also ran a little pick and roll with Kamara where he like drew the defense and threw a little one-handed pass to Kamara and knocked down the three. And I went, huh, okay. Okay, and I was like filing like little notes away for later. Like, let's revisit that with the remix. He's going to spend a ton of time with the remix. I would, I would imagine you're probably looking at him uh, John Butler Jr. and Ibu Baji as your three starting three, four, five with the with the remix. Well, I mean, so. you're giving me. You mentioned having Murray down there as well. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to spend some real time down there. I think Skylar Mays is going to spend a little bit of time down there just to kind of be like right. their their veteran point guard. He'll be their break glass in case of emergency guy with the Blazers. Like for sure, if he stays on a two way deal, you you can you can be on the roster you know fifty times because of the two ways. He'll he'll hit fifty. Like, he'll get his 50 games. I have zero doubt about that. Yeah. Because he'll be a guy, like, you know, that's kind of pops around there. Um, am I forgetting anybody else as far as I don't think so. Guys? The only – I know, I don't think we missed anybody rotationally. The only other thing I'm thinking about real quick, and I know we're just over the hour, so um, what did you think of the, of the get out and run stuff? Uh, once again, a season of hearing about that, the noise a little bit, the young athletic team – they, they had they, less fast break they points did than the Phoenix Suns. I don't don't care about fast break points. It's a it's okay. a it's about the the process of running. So just getting one, out and initiating offense yes, quicker. Getting gotcha. it like, let's let's get into stuff before 18, 19 on the clock. And they gotcha. did a very 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 good job of that in the first quarter. Um, they struggled with that a lot in the second quarter, and that's that inconsistency, right? Um, mm-hmm. The other part of that was the Suns were hitting everything. So you. That's the part. Book and Katie are shooting. I mean, like you're you're kind of hooped. You know, what I mean, you're screwed. That's the thing about running. You need stops. Yes. And so, what's going to end up happening? If I asked Chauncey about this, um, and this is where the the balance they have to find. You can put your foot down all you want, but if you're pulling the ball out of the basket every single time, you're not really getting much out of it. And all you're doing there is you're increasing your possession threshold so much that you're just going to get your ass kicked more. Yeah. So you need to find like, okay, how many possessions a game do we need to be at? 
and then you kind of work your way from there. Mm-hmm. So um, it's going to be interesting. And again, the Blazers play again tomorrow. Um, I need to double check to make sure. Utah uh, Jazz, baby. Yeah, they're playing the Jazz, and they are on. They, I'm trying to remember what network they're on to make sure we should be able. I'll double check it to make sure. Um, it'll be our first watch playback game of the season. We'll do. Oh. The, we'll do, we'll do the the watch parties. You're doing the watch party tomorrow. Yeah. Oregon State. Yeah, I've got three monitors, Sprague. three big ass screens right around me <laughs> this goes back to the very beginning of the pod of you not wearing a mask but murdering somebody yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah i'll have usc notre dame up probably in the fourth quarter losing my collective mind uh oregon, oregon win. Or, or oregon state ucla and the uh, blazers jazz so yeah so. Uh, oh, somebody asked about Duop Reith and uh, Justin Manaya. I, I think those are the two guys that are fighting for uh, the last spot. Um, and Who, who's got the edge? I would probably lean towards Manaya just because they need like another wing body. Okay. I really like Wop though. He's a yeah. cool. He's a cool dude, man. Uh, just the, 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 the few. The few uh, oh, I mean, so is, Justin might be the nicest guy on the team. Like he. But Duop is the guy that Hiken wrote a really good piece about him last year. No, Baji. Baji, yeah, that's yes. right. Sorry. No, no, Baji um, is... Uh, uh, Good piece, by the way, on the road. Yeah, no, fantastic. Um, Baji's been a little bit under the weather. That's why he hasn't been playing. Both him and JB have had a little bit of a bug. So okay. uh, I would imagine you'll see that kind of coming up here soon. Um, other than that, I think that's everything. I think we hit on everything from the yeah from the start of it and hour, all the media hour, stuff. Hour and twenty minute podcast because we spent twenty five minutes talking about a stupid broadcast issue. Um, I mean, it's a bit not stupid though. It matters. It, no, to no, no, no. It's not the the issue itself is stupid. Not that yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, yeah. The the way things are going, I like I said, I have the um, film watch session on Sunday afternoon. If you're the Balls Live member, you've got an email on that on your Patreon accounts. Uh, come hang out. Either you can do them live or you can rewatch them. They're obviously better live because you can ask questions um beyond that um i'm going to have a ton of content out now that we're into the season and getting into this stuff um i want to get a few more games before i dive into uh, anything deep but like let's do like the table setter stuff uh, like i said i've got a thing on deandre coming out um i was going to write on the broadcast stuff i may just kind of use this podcast as a standalone instead of just writing about it because there's just too much stupidity um you should be writing about what we already talked about yeah so. um so but if you have questions and you want to know about stuff on that you please tweet at me I'll, I'll, I'll answer what i can where i can um but other than that i think we're good um go beeves tomorrow go as, Trojans. They, as they take on the uh i hate notre dame so i want you guys to really win that game Fight the fuck on. Um, I will be a basket of cats tomorrow um, because they, they they don't actually like need to win that game because it's non-conference. Um, no, but, yeah, yeah, you don't want to have a one loss though. But no, you don't want to have I, a one. I, I don't either because I hate that absolutely scumbag school from South Bend. Um, <laughs> Golden Dollars. <laughs> and then obviously there's uh, ducks and dogs tomorrow tomorrow afternoon. So gonna be a spicy sports day good luck to you duck fans my sphincter is tight and i'm a beaver <sighs> fan playing ucla yeah, so so there you go uh the pac-12 is getting wild um we will be back hell we might do this again on sunday just b 
because there'll be enough no bag stuff. more bag stuff to go through. So yeah. uh, otherwise, everybody have a wonderful, wonderful night. Stay safe. Take care. Talk soon. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow for the game. Uh, like, review, subscribe. Help us grow the show. Find us on social media at Jack Ramsey's, at Danny Marink, at Brandon's Break. Email the show, jackdramsies at gmail.com. Whew. There we go. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah. Great pod. Talk soon, folks. Bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.